Society, a podcast dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Aaron. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious old-time radio stories, but do they stand the test of time? That's what we're here to find out. This month, for the upcoming Christmas holiday, we are featuring Christmas episodes of old-time radio. And this week was my choice, and I have elected to go back to the CBS Radio Mystery Theater well with an episode called A Holiday Visit. It stars perennial CBS Radio Mystery Theater actor Lloyd Batista, who appeared on 43 episodes of CBS Radio Mystery Theater, as well as a few movies. Also stars Diana Kirkwood, who had 14 CBS Radio Mystery Theater appearances. This episode is written by Bob Juran, who wrote 30 CBS Radio Mystery Theater episodes. He was employed by CBS from 1948 to 1984, and in addition to being an accomplished screenplay writer for CBS Mystery Theater, he was also a nominee and recipient of several Writers Guild Awards. The interesting thing about all three of these people is that CBSRMT is what they are primarily known for in the world of performance. CBSRMT lifers as it were. Mainstays of the franchise. And now, a holiday visit from CBS Radio Mystery Theater, originally aired Christmas Day 1980 and 1981. It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker. Listen to the music, and listen to the voices. It's 11 degrees in Midway Airport, 12 above at the lakefront, 10 above at O'Hare Field, and the wind chill index is 15 below. Merry Christmas from News Radio 78, WBBM, Chicago. Here's something of interest to all automobile owners. If you own something that's expensive, doesn't it make sense to try to make it last as long as possible? But you don't always know exactly what to do, or whom to believe, or whom to trust. Well, there is one thing you can do to find out, and it doesn't cost one cent, just a few minutes of your time. Stop in at Beverly Auto Tune-Up Service at the corner of 91st and Kenton in Oak Lawn, two blocks east of Cicero Avenue and one block north of the Southwest Highway. You'll see a small, unpretentious garage operated by one man who will welcome you immediately. In just a few minutes, he'll show you a clear picture and explanation of what a genuine factory tune-up is. And he'll give you some literature to take home. Remember, this doesn't cost one cent. If you like what you see, call Beverly for a tune-up. It takes only one hour while you wait. Beverly is open Saturdays. The phone number is 636-0808. That's 636-0808. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... with the greetings of the season. I hope you like the tree. I put up a bit of holly, too. And mistletoe, of course, right there over the door. There are so many things to enjoy at this time of year. 
The warm, friendly spirit, that's most important. The time to be with family and friends. There'll be a lot of holiday traffic, too, as people make the rounds of visits or travelers are making their way back home. On a lonely road in Ohio, two such travelers are about to have the most harrowing experience of their lives. Snow is getting heavier, Skip. I wish you'd slow down. I hope we make it before dark. Oh, I sure don't want to get stranded in this joke. Oh, 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 no. Skip, what's the matter? We're skidding. I can't control her. Skip, do something. We're sliding into that boat. I'm doing all I can. mystery drama, A Holiday Visit, was written especially for Radio Mystery Theater by Bob Juren and stars Lloyd Batista and Diana Kirkwood. I'll be back shortly with Act One. What are your plans for the Christmas holidays? Entertain friends or relatives? Going home to visit parents, perhaps? This is always get-together time. A time when people go home. Home to the families they've left behind as they've made their own way in the world. Joan Bartram made her way from a small town in Ohio to New York, where she worked for a while as a secretary, and then married Skip Bartram, an oil company executive. She hadn't been back to her home in Ohio in 12 years, so it was a particular thrill for Joan when Skip came home one night and said, How'd you like to go home for the holidays? See your folks. Oh, oh Skip, I'd love it. But can we afford it? Well, the company's sending me to Toledo for a new training program right after the holidays, so the trip is on now. We'll just leave a little early and be with your folks for Christmas. Oh, what a surprise. I'm going to call Mother this minute. You don't want to just drop in on them and make it a surprise? And have them fade away? No, no. I want to give them something to look forward to. Well, well, maybe you're right. It's been 12 years since I've been home. And you've never... Hello? Hello, Mother? Oh, Joan! How are you? Just fine, dear. Mother? Mother, are you sitting down? No. Listen, Mother, get Dad over to the phone. I want him to hear my news. Henry, come here. Joan, are you pregnant? Oh, no, Mother. All right, dear. Your father's listening. I'm coming home for Christmas. Coming home? Yes. Yes, Skip has to be in Toledo after the holidays, so we're leaving early. In time to be with you for Christmas. That's the best news I've had all day. Joan, I... Your mother's doing her thing. She's... She's starting to cry. Yes, so am I. I have to hang up now. I'll let you know when we'll arrive. Okay, darling. We'll be waiting. When can we leave? Well, I'd like to get away by Saturday. We'll have to drive. I'll need the car in Toledo. Let's see, we ought to get to Runyonville by, well, the 23rd. The map uh, shows the end of the interstate. What do we do when we turn off? Uh, let's see. Uh, we go north on 
84, it looks like. Yes. Yes, north on 84 to Hamilton, then 42A to Blue Mountain, and we keep on that to Rowanville. Oh, I don't know. It looks as though the interstate keeps on going. Well, look there. Yeah. Uh, according to the map, though, there's a proposed extension. Well, it's been finished since the map came out, I guess. What if we stayed on this? Oh, we'd go straight to Runyonville. It looks as though we'd save about, um, about 20 miles, too. <laughs> so we're in luck. We'll stay on it. It looks as though, well, we may be at your folks a lot sooner than we thought. Oh, it's, it's starting to snow. Oh, we're going to have a white Christmas. Well, I hope it doesn't get too thick before we hit your folks' place. Skip, how far have we come on this highway? Oh, about 40 miles. Have, have you noticed anything strange? Oh, uh, you're thinking the same thing I am. Hmm. There hasn't been a sign or a turnoff since we got on this road. Yeah, I noticed that. And come to think of it, I, I don't remember seeing any cars passing us in either direction. Doesn't seem natural. <laughs> well, if this road's going anywhere, they're keeping it a secret. I'm getting a little uneasy. Maybe we ought to turn back and take Route 84 like we planned. Oh, I hate to do that after we've come this far. Now, this road's got to come out someplace. I see we've got about an hour before dark. And the snow is getting heavier. I, I wish you'd slow down. I hope we make it before dark. I don't want to get stranded in this. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, Skip, Skip, what's the matter? We're skidding. I can't control it. Oh, yeah, Skip, do something. Oh, we're sliding. I'm doing it? all I can. You put any more tinsel on the tree, Harriet, and it's going to topple over. I don't see how you can sit there so relaxed. Why are you so nervous? The children said they'd be here sometime today or tomorrow. They should have been here by now. Only because you think they should be. If anything was wrong, they'd call. You know that. Oh, you're right. I'm just so excited about having our Joan home for Christmas. <laughs> I can't relax. Well, I think I'll take a stroll in the snow. Need anything from downtown? No, dear. I've had everything in for days. I just wish they'd get here. They will, Harriet. They will. Now, you stop worrying. Worrying isn't going to get them here any sooner. Oh, oh my head. Joan. Joan, are you all right? Can you straighten up? Oh, my leg's caught. Oh, here. Here, let me see. Uh, try try twisting it a little bit this way. Oh, oh. oh there. Oh. There, it's free. Oh. How do you feel, huh? Dizzy. Oh, we crashed into the boulders. Oh, can we... Oh, will the car move? Oh, pray. Heaven. Oh, if I can back her off. Yep, I, be, I better get out and take a look. Uh, um, oh, that does it. What's the matter? Uh, two flat tires. Oh, 
no. And only one spare, naturally. Oh, dear Lord, what are we going to do? We're miles from anywhere. Well, at least the snow's letting up a bit. Oh, we can't just sit here on this... This ghost road. Well, where will we walk? Skip, look. A light. Oh, yeah. Oh, about half a mile away, I'd say. It must be a town. Hey, do you think you can make it on that leg? Oh, yes, yes. I'd hop on one foot to get out of here. Well, we can phone your folks. Tom will be a little delayed. We can probably get the car towed in. Well, it looks like we'll have to stay till morning. Well, maybe Dad can come pick us up. We can't be far from Runyonville. We can pick up the car tomorrow or the next day. Oh, that's Christmas Day. Oh, that's right. Hey, what are we sitting here chatting for? Come on, come on, let's move. You know, you might be right. 
It could be one of those um, restorations, an antique village. And if it is one, then there's got to be somebody around, a caretaker or a watchman or someone. Let's try the hotel. is just as deserted as everything else. And still no phone. Oh, I wish I had that CB radio Paul offered me. I always thought they were a nuisance, but that sure would have gotten us out of this mess. Hey, come on, come on. Let's look around upstairs. Every room's empty. Not a stick of furniture anywhere. Yeah, it's about what I expected. It sounded like something hitting the roof. Oh, Skip, let's let's go back to the car. I'm too frightened to stay here. This place is just too spooky. Come on, you don't believe in ghosts. It's not ghosts I'm afraid of. There's another one. Wait, something sailed past the window and landed on the ground. I'm going down and take a look around. I'll come with you. I'm not staying in here alone. nothing out here, uh, except a couple of green logs. Uh, over there, see them? Green logs? Yeah. A moss covered. Looks like they've been laying there for years. But, Skip, there's no snow on them. If they'd been laying there for years, they'd be covered with snow. You think that's what hit the hotel? Well, I mean, logs this big don't just fall out of the sky. Just Take me back to the car. Now, now, honey, there's no sense getting panicky. We're alone in this town or amusement park or whatever it is. And at least there's shelter. We'll stay here for the night and we'll just try to get to civilization in the morning. You want to stay here? We might be murdered in our sleep. As if I could sleep. Well, dear heart, there's nothing else we can do. I mean, sleeping in the car is foolish when we're... Settles it. We're not going anywhere now. The whole town's out. There's not a light anywhere. Yeah. Seems to be clouded over, too. See, the stars are gone. Come on. Come on, let's go back inside. We'll be safe in there. (laughs) We'll curl up in the lobby furniture and try to sleep. Uh, I won't shut an eye. Wondering who or what turned off those lights. a popular joke. Where were Skip and Joan when the lights went out? Not only in the dark, but in a strange Midwestern village. And just two days before Christmas, a time when they should have been enjoying the warmth of a friendly fireside, the pleasure of holiday decorations, the music of a Christmas carol, things that most of us are enjoying these days. But for them, isolation in a cold and darkened hotel... We'll learn what this curious town holds in store for them when I return shortly with Act Two.
Skip Bartram faced the prospect of spending the night in a deserted hotel in a strange and darkened town. A town apparently without inhabitants. Could it be a restoration of some kind? A sort of Midwestern Williamsburg? Under normal circumstances, it might be a lovely place to spend the Christmas holiday. But Skip and Joan are anxious to get to her parents' home and friendly family warmth. They spent the night in the sparsely furnished lobby of the hotel. And now, it's morning. Skip. Skip. Huh? Wake up, honey. Oh. It's daylight. Oh. Oh, my aching back. Oh, that's the hardest couch in the world. Uh, I didn't sleep all night. Come, come outside. I, I want to show you something. Oh, can't you bring it in here? Oh, stop being silly. There are footprints in the snow, and they're not ours. Footprints? Yeah, look out the side window there. Yeah. Yeah, they go around the back of the hotel. Well, that means somebody's around here. Come on. They're small prints. It must be a child or a woman. Well, they lead toward that barn. It's funny. I, I didn't hear or see anyone. I was awake all night. Well, there aren't any prints leading away from the barn. So whoever made them is still in there. It's so quiet. Not a sign of life anywhere. Well, let's go in. It's not like a private house. Anybody here? Well, it's so dark and dingy, Skip. Skip, let's go back out. I don't like this. Well, somebody's got to be here. I mean, the footsteps stopped at the door. Then why won't they answer us? Hey, listen. Well, that was somebody's up in the loft. They're coming down those stairs. Who's down there? Oh, good, good morning, ma'am. Uh, we're looking for someone to help us. Mercy... Where did you come from? Well, we had an accident with our car last night. We skidded into an embankment. Oh, my word. We, we found the whole town deserted, so we spent the night in the hotel. Oh, how curious. There aren't any beds in that hotel, you know. We slept, or rather stayed, in the lobby. I'm Skip Bartram, and this is my wife, Joan. We were wondering... I'm pleased to meet you. I'm Mrs. McKinney. Well, we were wondering if this is some sort of uh, restoration. I mean, there were lights on last night. And we heard Christmas carols. Oh, yes. Isn't the music lovely? What do you mean by a restoration? This is Taylor Town. But there's no one living here. You're the only person we've seen since last night. Yes, they've all gone. Each season, a few more left. My husband went last year. I'm the last one here. You live here all alone? All alone in, in a deserted town? It's my home. Uh... Well, uh, could we uh, use your phone, Mrs. McGinnis? Joan wants to call her dad to pick us up, and, well, I've got to get a tow truck for the car. Oh, mercy me, there's no garage or tow truck. Oh, but there's a pay phone at the railroad station. We never had phones in any of the houses. 
And just wait till I finish upstairs and I'll show you where it is. I don't know if it works, though. I think it's just there for effect. I wonder what she meant by that. Well, who knows? I, I just feel better now that we've met another human being. She seems friendly enough. But a little strange, don't you think? Naturally, living alone in a dead town. A ghost town. I wonder how long she'll be. But we could find that railroad station ourselves. Oh, let her be hospitable. A few minutes won't matter. Uh, Mrs. McGinnis? Mrs. McGinnis, are you almost finished? That's strange. Well, I'll see. McGinnis? Skip, what's the matter? Well, she's not here. The loft's absolutely empty. Well, there's no way she could have gotten out of that barn. Oh, there are no windows in that loft. Well, she did. Unless we just imagined we saw and talked with her. No, no, she was there all right. She she just gave us the slip somehow. Oh, look, there's the railroad station. Oh, pray that that phone works. Well, I'm not counting on it, but, well, it's worth a try. It looks like one of Bell's first pay phones. Uh, Skip, have you got a dime? Yeah, I think so. Uh, here you are. Well, here goes. Well, so far, so good. I got a dial tone. Yeah, at least something works in this town. Well, it's only ten after nine. One of them's bound to be home. Ah, it's ringing. Yeah, they're probably looking out the windows, wondering where we are. Hello? Is somebody on this line? Oh, Dad. Oh, Dad, thank heaven I reached you. Who is this? It's Joan, Dad. Midwestern towns have that turn-of-the-century look. I guess so. 
We used to go shopping in, in Fairmont, and it was full of the same big houses we had in Runyonville. You know, with porches around the whole front and little filigrees under the eaves. <laughs> like that place on the corner. Exactly. And look who's on the porch. <gasps> Mrs. McKinnis. Hello there. Where? Where did you come from? I don't get many visitors anymore. We wondered where you went. Where I went? Why, I've been here all morning. Sweeping the snow, you know, got to get it off the porch before it freezes. Well, what brings you to Taylortown? Skip, she doesn't remember us. Uh, uh, Mrs. McGinnis, we met and you. you know my name. Mercy, who are you? Mrs. McGinnis, we... We met you at the barn this morning, and you said... A barn, you say? Oh, there's a nice one behind the hotel. Want to come in for some hot coffee? Takes the chill off. Yeah, thanks, we'd like that. Well, come along in, then. I'll heat up the pot. Yes, I don't know. Well, what harm can it do? Look, we, we've got at least an hour to wait for your dad. We might as well spend it in a cozy kitchen. Yeah, I guess you're right. Come out to the kitchen. Hot coffee in a minute with some fresh scones I made myself. She keeps a neat house. And so you know, old-fashioned. It's lovely. Yeah, oh. pretty start. <sighs> Come in and sit down at the kitchen table. I don't have much, as you can see, but there's always something to share. You're planning on moving here, you said. Uh, no, Mrs. McGinnis. I, we told you we had an accident with our car. Oh, that's too bad. But I just called my father. He's coming to pick us up. You, you called your father? Yes, just now. On the phone at, at the railroad station. Oh, mercy, that is a miracle. I didn't know that phone ever worked. And we're happy to enjoy your hospitality while we're waiting. We still can't understand why there's no one else in town. You live here all alone? It's my home. It's not bad living alone. I get by. Yeah, we thought it was some sort of restoration. I don't know what a restoration is. A restoration is an old town or house that's been restored to look the way it did years ago. Oh, this town's looked like this from the beginning, ever since it came from Scotland. The town came over from Scotland? It's an exact duplicate of Taylortown in Scotland. The streets and the houses... And all the furnishings came from Scotland. Oh, mercy, don't ask me how long ago. Then you were born here. I guess so. You guess so? Well, I've never been anywhere else. Oh, you're not eating the scones. Uh, I guess we'd better get over to the hotel and wait for Dad. Thank you so much for your hospitality, Mrs. McGinnis. Oh, I'll come along. I'd like to see a modern automobile. I'll just get my shawl. It won't be a minute. She shouldn't be living alone like this. It's made her completely confused. Oh, I know. Well, there's nothing we can do, though. And she kept offering us scones. And the plate was empty. 
Becky. Well, she's living in the past. Well, I wish she'd hurry. I, I don't want to miss Dad. Well, we've got lots of time. If he said an hour, well, we've only been here a few minutes. Oh, I, I wonder what's keeping Mrs. McGinnis. Look, why don't we just go on? She'll follow us. She knows where the hotel is. Well, Mrs. McGinnis? You about ready? Mrs. McGinnis? Oh, not again. Oh, talk about the Cheshire Cat. Come on. Let's get out of here. You want your eggs scrambled or fried this morning, Will? Well, fried is easier. Oh, I do hope we hear from the children soon. Getting awfully nervous. I thought they'd at least arrive last night. But not to call. It's not like Joan. Well, that just means there's nothing wrong, Harriet. If they'd had trouble, we'd have been the first to know. Something's not right. I just feel it. Well, it's ten after nine. If they're not here by noon, maybe I'll call the police. Oh, oh. I'll get it. Hello? Hello? Is it Joan? Well, there seems to be a voice, but I can't make it out. Joan? Oh, it's a bad connection. I don't know if it's Joan or not. Oh, dear. Hello? 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 Uh, It's no use. Whoever it was will have to call back. We'll just have to wait. Terribly frightened. I wasn't before, but now, now I really am. There's something evil here. I mean, no people except that crazy Mrs. McGinnis. But your dad's on the way, huh? I wonder. It's been two hours now. Well, maybe he had trouble. At least he knows where we are. Doesn't he? How do I know? All we do is, is ask each other silly questions. I'm cold and I'm tired and I'm hungry. Joan, Joan. We may just die here. Don't you realize that? We may just die here. Stop it. Oh, I'm sorry, hon. I had to stop you. I'll I'll get control of myself. I'm I'm sorry. We'll, We'll just have to wait. Town, expecting her father to pick them up any minute. But Joan's father, as we now know, didn't get the call. And he and his wife are waiting to hear from Joan. It looks as though Skip and Joan won't be with her folks for Christmas after all. Or at all, for that matter. We'll just have to wait to see how it turns out when I return shortly with Act Three.
things look now, it's not going to be a very merry Christmas for Skip and Joan Bartram. Apparently marooned in a strange little Ohio town with only one inhabitant. After encountering the elusive Mrs. McInnes for a second time, Skip and Joan have gone to the hotel to wait for Joan's father. It's a cold December afternoon, and it's been a long wait. What time is it? Uh, ten after two. I'm going to phone home again. Maybe there's a reason Dad was delayed. And after that, I'm going to call the state police. I, I should have thought of it before. We're in a real emergency here. They'll tow us out. Come on. But suppose Dad comes after we've gone. We'll ask Mrs. McGinnis to watch for him. Mrs. McGinnis? Mrs. Houdini, you mean. I wouldn't trust her to give Dad a message. Uh, well, we're getting out of here as fast as we can. Your father or the police, whichever comes first. Okay. Okay, here, try your folks again. It's dead. There's no dial tone. Nothing makes sense in this place. Well, it's no use. It's as Hands dead as... Up. Hands up! Stay right where you are! got a gun. You'd better be taking off. M -m 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 Mrs. McGinnis, why the gun? How do you know my name? Uh, a lucky guess. Why are you pointing that gun at us? I want you out of here now. I don't trust strangers. Mrs. McGinnis, you were so hospitable to us before. Why are you... Before? I've never seen you before in my life. Now get out of here. Start walking. Where to? To wherever you come from. I don't allow strangers here. This is a nightmare. You don't scare us. Because I know in a couple of minutes you're going to disappear. What are you talking about? You've been popping up and vanishing all morning. In a few minutes you'll just disappear poof. So we are waiting right here. Oh, oh come on, Joan. She means it. But where can we go? Back to the car. She would really shoot us. She couldn't. Keep going. We're not taking chances with that crazy old woman. But we'll freeze out here, and Dad won't find us. You'll have to pass the car on the highway. <sighs> Nothing makes any sense here. Yep, look back. You were right. She's gone. Well, we'll be okay here. The motor works. I'll just turn on the heater. Come on, hop in. Oh, there's, there's more damage than I thought. The whole front end's caved in. What a Christmas this has turned out to be. Oh, honey, we'll get out of this. Yeah, let me get the heater going. We might as well get some holiday spirit, if the radio still works. Oh, I'm so bushed. Mm, oh, you didn't sleep all night. And I didn't get much myself on that wooden couch. I hope Dad comes soon. Yeah. You know, we can't keep the motor running all day. Well, I hope Mrs. McInnes doesn't show up again. Oh, she wouldn't follow us out here. But lock the doors anyway. You all right in there? Hey, you too. Huh? 
Well, who's that? What's the matter? Are you two okay? Oh, it, oh it's a state trooper. Oh, we, we fell asleep. Oh, oh, my leg. Oh, are we glad to see you. Anybody hurt? No. Oh, no, we, we must have dozed off. Dozed off and ran off the road. The helicopter spotted your car and called us. Oh, thank the Lord for that. How'd you get on this road? It's officially closed. Well, there weren't any signs about that. It connected with Interstate 40, and we just stayed on it. Had the bad luck to skid into boulders. This extension isn't due to open until next summer. Where are you heading? Runyonville. My parents live there. We're going uh, home for the holidays. Uh, you wouldn't have gotten there on this route. It ends about 100 yards up ahead. I'll radio for a tow and get you folks to Runyonville. Now, when did you go off the road? Last night. You've been here all night? Well, uh, no, we went into Taylortown. Taylortown? Yeah, right up the road. But it's a ghost town except for a crazy old woman who lives there. Uh, i better get you folks to the hospital first. Just a checkup. You know, possible concussion. Oh, no, 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 we're all right. My wife's ankle was twisted, but once we got out of the car, she was okay. We do not need a hospital. You say you spent the night in a place called Taylortown? Yes. There is no Taylortown around here. I've lived here all my life. And there just isn't any place called Taylortown. But right up the road. Look for yourself. We were there all night. I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, maybe you'd better look. <gasps> oh. There's nothing there. There's no village at all. No, ma'am. Road ends at that vacant field. Not a town as far as you can see. How are they, Doctor? Well, no sign of concussion at all. No injuries except abrasions on the woman's ankle. Yeah, well, what about that story about spending the night in a village called Taylortown? Uh, hard to say. <laughs> Maybe they did. Oh, they must have imagined it. Yeah, they show no signs of exposure. They only think they were there through the night. They may have been on the road only a couple of hours. The helicopter spotted them two hours ago. They went to a village named Taylortown. They were hallucinating. Uh, hallucinations quite common in extreme circumstances. Mirages in the desert, man. Anxiety can produce them. Then you think they spent the night, like they said, in a village that isn't there? Well, they had an emotional experience. Physically, they're fine. I see no reason to keep them here. They're better off going home to the woman's parents. Will, they're here. A police car is driving up. Are we glad to see you? Oh, Mother. 
We were just about to send the police out looking for you when you called from the hospital. Oh, I'm going to send that state trooper a whopping Christmas gift. I got his name and badge number. Skip, it's so good to see you oh, again. Same here. Thank heaven you're both okay. Come on in, everybody. No use standing here in the cold. What happened, Dad? We thought you were coming to pick us up in that place called Taylortown. Uh, that's what puzzles me. We never heard from you. The phone rang early this morning, but no one was there. Oh, I know I had a bad connection, but I was sure I heard you say you'd meet us. You seemed to know where we were. You mentioned this Taylor town. There's no place like that around here. Where exactly were you? Oh, I've never heard of it either, but we were there. I know the trooper thought we were loony. Oh, I don't know what to say about all this. Why don't you both just relax? I've got a buffet all ready. We'll have cocktails and you can tell us all about it. That's a good idea. I'll get your suitcases up to the guest room. We had to leave all our gifts in the car, but they're towing it in tonight. So we'll have them in time for Christmas. Oh, they don't matter, dear. Having you here and safe is what's important. Now, you just relax and enjoy the tree while I get things ready. You must be famished. Oh, it's so good to be home again. And at Christmas time, everything's so pretty. Yeah. Ooh, that's some tree. I just love the decor. Skip. Look. What? Under the tree. Look, come closer. Set out under the tree. Cardboard houses. Look, look at the hotel. It's Taylor Town. Mother and Dad got this set when I was a child. I'd forgotten it. Every house, every street is just the way it was. The railroad station, the little store, and <gasps> Mrs. McGinnis's house. Uh, J- Joan, wait a minute. We weren't. We couldn't have been there. That's what the trooper said. What happened to us? Oh, hey, I'm getting the chills. Look at those pine needles from the tree. Those are the green logs that hit the roof. I wonder. What? Mrs. McInnes. Could she be? I, I think she disappeared for the last time. What should we tell Mother and Dad? I I don't know. I I think we've said enough. I don't know what happened to us last night, but... We better stop talking about it. I guess you're right. Uh, Here are the orders. You can pour the wine, Will. A holiday toast, everybody. (laughs) Oh, I see you're admiring the village under the tree. Oh, we haven't set it up for years. <laughs> we used to put it up regularly when Joan was a child. Lately, we've just had a table tree. Ah, but this year, with you both coming, we went all out. Big tree, everything. Yes, yes, and it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, the detail in those houses is exquisite, isn't it? Yes, yes, very, uh, very realistic. It was imported from Scotland. It's been in my family for years. Well, 
Here's to a wonderful holiday visit. Merry Christmas, everyone. If there were an explanation for everything, where would the magic in life be? I think we'd all lose interest if everything were cut and dried, neatly packaged, just right. We need a bit of amazement now and then to soften the blow of reality. Skip and Joan left reality for a brief period, and it gave them something to remember all their lives. I'll be back shortly with a closing holiday thought. A Holiday Visit from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater here on the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We are doing uh, Christmas-related old-time radio shows here in December, and it was my pick this week. And I listened to, I believe, nine different OTR shows that I had great hope for. And every time I'd listen to one, I'd say, well, I hope this is the one, and I'll send it off to Joshua and Tim. And I would get through with it, and I'd go, nope, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I want to do. And there were a couple of CBS Radio Mystery Theater ones, and I was like, I don't want to do this because I dig into this well a lot. They're an hour long, not only for our listeners, but they're an hour long for my friends Joshua and Tim, (laughs) or 45 minutes without the commercials. So they're a little longer to listen to. And I was like, find something else, Eric. Find something else. Find something new and creative. And then I went, I give up. I'm sending him a holiday visit. And plus, you know, after listening to nine other things, I'm like, there is a certain point where I do have other work to do. So I (laughs) So are you apologizing for this selection at the top of the show? I'm apologizing. For the fact that I keep going to that well. Now, interestingly, I'm going to find out if you like it or not, because I have no idea. I will tell you my quick take on this mm-hmm. is that there's a lot about it that I, I really love, and it does have a trope going on that has been done like every Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> Twilight Zony for sure. Yes, very Twilight Zony is a great mm-hmm. way to put it. Rod Serling-esque. But I didn't quite see the ending coming. And I kind of like How that. could you? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't often chime in first or mm-hmm. quickly in these episodes, but I will chime in quickly this time. <laughs> I loved this episode so much. Nice. This made me so happy. I mean, it felt like I was listening to a favorite childhood recording that I'd never heard before. Wow. Uh, it would, it's the sweet spot of late 70s, early 80s nostalgia, mm-hmm. Christmas, vaguely scary supernatural, but still fun. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm so glad that you gave up and sent us this. <laughs> good. Because I, I really will listen to this year after year. I love this to bits. That's good to know. Joshua, not so much? Oh, this is awkward. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Look at my smiling cherubic face. <laughs> Tell him I you love it. the Tim Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to repeat the same complaints I have about Mystery Theater, and it just always feels like that one act too long. You're absolutely I, right on this. I will say I will agree with Tim 100% on the first act of this. <laughs> right. And that's finally what I have realized about this show, is that break it into acts the way they do, mm-hmm. and digest 
each episode. Because really, I enjoy it more if I think of it as a three-part, 15-minute serial. Right. And while I found the end ludicrous, <laughs> I appreciated it for a happy Christmas ending. Mm-hmm. I totally copped you. I'm not saying this is a fantastic, well-crafted... No, it's like, that. You are, it hit me in my sweet spot. And right. Yeah. It does feel like a Christmas special. I think Tim did so that nail I, it. I acknowledge, like, this is going on forever, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I love the ending of it, and I wasn't expecting it, but why I love this episode and why I love the end. Did you ever have a Christmas village set up in your house? Oh, or yeah. Little yeah, town? yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever get down on your stomach and get as close to it as you can and imagine you were in the village? I used to do with that with the crutch, you know, the yeah, Joseph scene. Like, yeah. you, know, you weren't supposed to, but you'd play with them like action figures. <laughs> 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 but you'd get under that tree, and then we had a town, too. And it was a Christmas yeah. town set. Or if you have train sets, and they go through those towns. The thing about trains Match that people love... cars and Matchbox Legos. cars. Yeah. And, yeah. and you get close, and you imagine that you're in it. What I love about this episode, it seems like like a kid wrote it in a certain way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. What if they really were in this town? Mm-hmm. And what would it be like? It would be so and lonely and boring and weird. And Part of where this, this story grabbed me quickly, and again, it grabbed me, is like, I don't live near my folks. I'm really overdue to spend Christmas with them. So mm-hmm. like, I really sympathize with the folks and mm-hmm. how happy and excited they were to see mm-hmm. the, this couple that uh, like, they're not going to make it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Their Christmas is not happening. And, and the uh, wife, who was so excited to finally have this opportunity to go see. So I emotionally, I was totally invested in them. And the resolution, like you say, of they were in this little village was delightful to me because for that exact reason. It had me in my Christmas spot. Right. <laughs> Act one has some terrifying moments. Yeah. And we talked a few weeks ago about how I love uh, winter wind sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the wind sounds storms. so cold. In this. It's so cold. And it's, again, it's isolating. Snow is quiet, deafening quiet, which can make you feel even more isolated, becoming more fearful. The elements can quickly envelop you in winter and take you out (laughs) and here they are cold the car is crashed they're walking through this town and somewhere people are singing christmas carols Mm -hmm. but they can't pinpoint it yeah that's disturbing and suspenseful and weird and i think they dropped that too early it's that that (laughs) quality that for me is often in a dream or a nightmare of the the safety is just past your fingertips. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just out of reach. And that's a motif throughout that first act where everything ominous starts with something festive. It is the lights of a town in the distance. That's mm-hmm. warm and comforting, but turns out it's abandoned, creepy, you know, <laughs> right. and the sound of, a, of caroling. Like you said, that's festive and cheerful, but they can't find anybody singing. Back to creepy. Uh, a little old lady, sweet and harmless, who disappears in the loft of a barn. Back to creepy again. I think it's really effective in that first act. If anything that's wrong with this is that the first act is too effective and points you in a direction mm-hmm. that the episode isn't going to go. Right. And the second act drags. Drags. A, a less successful repeat of the first Correct. act. Correct. There's no denying that. And you are so right that CBS RMT struggles to fill 45 minutes a lot. There are very few that I've ever heard that went, wow, good. We, I'm glad we had 45 <laughs> minutes. Although it's very interesting, uh, the subversion of expectations in the top of that second act, because at the end of the first act, they realize, okay, there's nobody here. There's mysterious caroling. 
green logs have fallen on the hotel from nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. That's just weird. And it's unsettling because it's and weird enough to not make any sense, but not actually be directly threatening in any way. So it just mm-hmm. is a, a bizarre circumstance. But then they go back in the hotel and they go to sleep for the night. And, you know, you listen to enough old time radio, it's like, they're going to die. They're going to be attacked. <laughs> they're going to whatever. And Act Two starts like, oh, the worst thing that happened is I didn't sleep very well. My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I get where this is going. And starting there, I realized this is probably going to have a happy ending. Right. I don't mind, especially for a Christmas story. Well, it threw but me it's back this off change of direction. When they call the dad and, like, okay, I'll come get you. What? what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're just still... going to listen to them kill some time for an hour and then get it right with your dad? <laughs> then there's an interesting time jump, which I don't see a lot in old-time radio, where we go back to the parent's house and... Mm-hmm. Get his side of the call. Yeah, but it's not immediate. And so it's a little disorienting at that moment where you're going, is it a time jump? Is it mm-hmm. an alternate <laughs> universe, <laughs> mom and dad? Or what's going on? So I think that's kind of effective to make you, again, question what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Was it all a dream? Did they share the same dream? What was happening? I like when they get to their house and she sees the village and realizes where they were. And mm-hmm. I do like that the pine needles <laughs> from the Christmas tree. That was the lugs. part that really threw me. I just could not visualize. Like, how freaking small would you have to be to think pine needles were green logs? This is me being really anal retentive, but it, it made or me... Or you would not look at it that's a giant pine needle. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Green giant lost a toothpick. <laughs> I was entertained by how many times that woman denied knowing what a recreation was or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah, and I did like that tie-in too. You know, this whole town was brought over from Scotland. And then to find out this had been a family heirloom handed down yeah. from Scotland. I liked all of that. A few weeks ago, I don't know how long ago it was. because I, I Restoration, that was the word they used. Yes. <laughs> You brought, as we mentioned earlier, that episode of Escape, Mm -hmm. a study in wax. And I told you then, I'll say it again, that's what I was looking for. I wanted Christmas, Mm -hmm. but I wanted terrible Christmas. (laughs) I wanted to be terrified and have something horrifying happen. And everything I listened to under those eight, trying to prepare for this, they all ended up like this. Oh, well, you know what? We were in a tiny Christmas village under the Christmas tree, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) They all ended up with happy endings. And I'm going to go listen to all of those on my own. I love them. But for this podcast, for this, I wanted a study in wax from Escape. I wanted that. But at the same time, we talked before we started recording here that we switched the order of the episodes Mm -hmm. because... This is our last Christmas episode of December. We're Let's not I leave don't really them. want to end on a study. Will I lose my hands or not? <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> but that's what I wanted to do. And then the thing about this is, I do love the ending. I do love the nostalgia of it. I do love how it makes me feel. I love the sound effects. I love everything about it. But I had the opportunity to be more scary and more suspenseful. It's all there. They Mm -hmm. had it all at their fingertips. They could have written all sorts of terrifying things. And what is going on? And where are we? And what's happening? And Mm -hmm. here's the killer. They wake up in the car. They go and they go back to the house. And Wrong ending. 
They need to wake up in that village, look up and see giant mom and dad, 800 feet tall, and realize that she now lives in the Christmas village. And they need to foreshadow it. She needs to talk about it at yeah. the beginning, that she loved it as a child and imagine she was in there. And then she's trapped there forever. Merry Christmas. And <laughs> that's where this should have gone. I didn't think of that terrible ending. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. But other than that, I think Tim's right. I think the way it does go is also very enjoyable. It seems to intentionally ease off the horror. It's ominous and scary in the first act. And by the second act, like the scary things are like, did you notice the little old lady keeps offering us scones, but the plate was empty? Right. I mean, and that's the, that's right. the terrifying stuff that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> there are no scones on this plate. <laughs> Organ sting. The guy's eating the imaginary scone. I don't know. I think they're pretty good. I and I might have yes, missed and something. honey. <laughs> uh, that little lady's got great space work. At the very end, when they're putting all the clues together, and they say, Mrs. McGinnis, could she be? Dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. Mm-hmm. What was that? Her mom? Do we know who they were implying? Amelia what? Earhart. I, <laughs> I mean, if I, I didn't care at that point because you were drunk in a little bliss blanket but now that i'm stopping to think about it uh i don't know probably the scottish person who made this village yeah could be i mean she didn't have a scottish accent which crushes me but but like could she be dot 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 seems like something significant so i felt like oh i missed (laughs) i think what they're referring to is could she be in there right now trapped for all of eternity Mm -hmm. is she in there if we went down there would we find a tiny little person like this village was made by a witch who damned her to live in this tiny village forever (laughs) we just want to put some horror in it (laughs) (laughs) no she was born that way and Born very yeah. tiny. She's just like a senile guardian angel. He's like, <laughs> have my empty plate of scones. <laughs> Wait, I'm getting my gun. <laughs> you just named my next improv group. Senile guardian angels. <laughs> All right, let's vote. Tim. I will not call us a classic. It is a personal classic. It is all the things I love. But it certainly stands the test of time. And... It's a feel-good Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't grunt at me. <laughs> I love the first act. I appreciate that it was a happy ending, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not even sure if it stands the test of time in the last two acts. I'm going to call it a classic and stands the test of time with a caveat, and that is I believe it is a classic that you should Listen to with any child or your kids until they're about 10. After that, it's well, not a classic. Well, now you make me feel like a jerk. <laughs> because I think it's not too scary You're right, for actually. a kid. It's got a happy ending. It's got just enough suspense to go, <gasps> what's going on? And then for the holidays, it's a great family with little kids thing to listen to. So in that sense, I think it's a classic. Don't you think the scones might be too scary for kids? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, tell them stuff. Please go visit ghoulishdelights.com. That is the home of this podcast. You'll find other episodes of this podcast there. And if you have anything you want to say to us, you know, like, hi, or request an episode, uh, you can leave us a message uh, on our contact page. You can leave comments on episodes. You can contact us through Facebook links or Twitter links or Instagram links. So and much you can contact. Also, I know. <laughs> contact. 
Uh, you can also uh, find out information about our live shows, which there's some news that Eric will tell you later. You can also go to patreon.com slash the morals and become a member of the mysterious old radio listening society. What a perfect Christmas present to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also go to iTunes and write us a little Christmas review. Also, we should say that we are taking a two-week holiday vacation. To actually. sunny Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. We need to spend some time with our family. But we are going to post something for you. We're going to give a little uh, treat to our listeners. So look for that. It'll be posted close to December 24th, maybe the 23rd, somewhere around there. February 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Also want to let you know if you're in the Twin Cities area, uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, over New Year's Eve, or you live in this area, go to our website and check out a link for the Bash Cancer Bash. It's a great New Year's Eve night. It's going to be a lot of fun, and all the proceeds, all of the proceeds go to a good uh, cause, and that would be to fight cancer. Uh, The uh, Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society, the three of us, plus Shannon uh, Custer, will be performing a uh, shadow that was originally broadcast 1939, and it was The Man Who Murdered Time on New Year's Eve in 1939. We'll be performing that, but other people are performing. Vic Valari and the Valari Lounge Orchestra and stand-up comedians and just a... Oh, a, I'm out. <laughs> a whole list of fun the whole night and dance and all that. So it's a traditional uh, great time. Uh, for uh, So come see us on New Year's Eve. Until then... Merry Christmas, everyone!